listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. Tanner, great to be here with you, my man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Bucks coming off another huge win against the Colts, and then yeah, that was big. The, the Milwaukee Bucks just keep stringing together wins here. Life is good for me. Not, not. I don't want to talk too much about the Cowboys. We'll get to that, you know, sooner rather than later. But nothing but praise as far as my Golden State Warriors go. They're actually playing the number two seed in the NBA and the Western Conference in the Phoenix Suns as we record this podcast. So we'll see what the outcome is right there. But man, I feel like from uh, from Thursday to Monday, pretty great overall NFL slate of games this past week. You know, I feel like I was pretty entertained. The entire time, even on Thanksgiving Day, you know, not the best slate, obviously. I think Dallas and the Raiders definitely ended up being the best game of the day. Uh, but I, I was entertained, as I said, Thursday through Monday, a pretty great slate of games. Uh, let's start the show with what we just got done watching, our NFL Week 12 takeaways. Talk about Seattle losing to Washington, uh, Rams dropping one to the Packers. Obviously, Cowboys lost three out of their last four, losing to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. We'll get to all of those losses and more here to start the show. And to wrap things up, as as we usually do here on Dudes Talking Sports, we'll give our picks of the week over-under, favorite underdog and game of the week, of course, for the upcoming stretch of games in the NFL. A lot of football today, Tanner. A lot of stuff to cover, man. Yeah, you talked about how great the slate of games were this weekend. That also includes college football, which uh, true, true. we're going to talk about at some point in the second half. But to start the second half, we're going to talk about the uh, top 10 power ranking teams. We've been kind of doing this all every four weeks as we go through the season, ranking who we think are the top 10 teams in college football. I mean, in the NFL right now. And Already gonna, that time again, man. Yeah, and we're going to do that again. Uh I'm sure me and Casey have some differentiating opinions. On, oh, I would say. <laughs> on who we think are the top 10 teams. I would and say. And then after that, we're going to talk about some college football for once on here. And talk about. <laughs> for uh, once. We talk so, college football like it is for like five minutes, but like every week. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, big coaching changes. We have some big time coaches going to some other big time schools. Yeah. And then the college football playoff is kind of heating up this race here. There's a, only a, a handful of teams still that are really fighting for these final four spots. So we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen and what is happening in the college football race. Mm-hmm. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA and kind of what the big storylines are coming out of the NBA this week. Yeah, man, there's uh, not too much going on, but we'll make sure to keep you guys posted and covered 
and pretty much all you know all, all sports that are going on at this point in time. And Tanner, let's start with what we saw just last night as as we recorded this on Tuesday night. I'm you know on Monday night football. Seattle is now three and eight after the loss to Washington. They've lost three straight games, and that's with Russell Wilson back in the lineup, obviously, right? So let's start with you. What do you think is the biggest issue here? Are they, you know, a little sleepless in Seattle? If if I can if I can legally say that here on the on the show, what's going on, man? Yeah, I think they're sleepy in Seattle. Yeah, I don't know. Man. This team kind of stinks. I feel like when you watch them, they're really not good on offense. Uh, they they run a pretty boring offense. Yeah, man, very they old have, fashioned almost. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, like. they have like, two big time receivers on the outside that they can't seem to find at all. Russell Wilson is definitely playing hurt, but not playing well hurt. And then the offensive line isn't playing well. They're not running the ball. The defense is hit or miss week by week. Yeah. And yeah, this team just is kind of dragging right now. This team is not good. You're right. It doesn't make sense, though. As you said, they have two elite receivers. You know, they have one of the better with just Lockett and, and Metcalf, obviously. That's one of the better wide receivers. I know, I know everyone has a couple of guys at this point in time, but those are two studs right there, right? And the fact that they can't find them consistently is definitely an issue. And play calling, right, as far as the offense goes, very plain. Like There seems to be no flashes whatsoever. You kind of almost seem to expect what's coming next. There's no run game whatsoever. They had 34 total rush yards, I, I believe, on Monday night. So there's no run game. You can't get anything going despite having two elite receivers. And you said it, Russ might be playing hurt, and he's playing pretty poorly right out there, you know, as of yeah. recently. And this is a team in Seattle that's been – Reliance. When was, yeah, when was the last time the <laughs> Seattle team was bad before this year? Like nah, man, they've always all, been. Yeah, Seattle is always good. Average and, above and, average. And if they're you know? not good, at least they're exciting. This team is boring and bad. Boring and bad. Exactly that. You know, their last three games, they scored, what, going back three games, zero against the Packers. Russ was 20 of 40, only 160 yards, no touchdowns two interceptions so that's his first game back i believe from injury doesn't score a single point uh then they lose to arizona and only score 13 points to only oh, 207 yards against arizona no touchdowns no picks so nothing really whatsoever from guy and russ in back-to-back games and then 15 on monday on monday night against washington he played okay i'm not gonna say he played he played that that poorly he but played he played pretty bad he didn't play very good whatsoever. He missed on a, he missed on a lot of key throws. He missed on a lot of key throws, and if he hits those, they probably end up winning that game. So and that, they scored a touchdown with what fifteen seconds left. Exactly. To make it a to make a two point game. game. Yeah, to make, to make it a two it a point game. game. Exactly. He, but. Looking at his stats overall, didn't throw an interception at least this week. Was a little more efficient, twenty of thirty one. You know, at least had, was about two hundred and fifty yards. So it was his best game back. But as you said, as we said, yeah, not not a very good game for his standards whatsoever. Miss on some key throws we usually see him hitting on, so that probably makes us think, hey, that hand, he's probably still not back at that hundred percent level, right? But are you thinking? I know it's a little. I don't know if it's premature. People are kind of starting to get the ball rolling on this one. Maybe we should get it rolling here on here on dudes as well. Do you think there's going to be some sort of change coming in this on this year's offseason as far as Russ goes or as far as Pete Carroll goes or maybe offensive offensive play caller, even though he's in his first year, I believe. What do you think? Think, think we might be seeing any changes this upcoming year? What are you thinking? Well, if you know anything about like the deeper Seattle organization, you know that Paul Allen or 
no, not Pong. The uh, whoever the uh, president of the team was. I don't know his name. And uh, so he passed away, and the team is kind of in this in between of who's going to really be calling the like the big time shots at this yeah, at right, the organizational right. level. Right. And th- they still are in that. So if they don't get that figured out, they're probably not going to move on from Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's like a consistent no, guy that's right. been there yeah. for a long time. Safety and he's playing it almost, playoffs. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't think Pete Carroll's in jeopardy of losing his job, especially with what's going on at the top right now. You can't bail but, on Russ. You can't you cannot get rid of a, yeah. of a top ten quarterback in the league. You can't you can't be doing yeah that. and when he's healthy he's probably a top five quarterback. He's when he's at his best we've yeah. seen him this year not so much but you know we've seen him in the past he's been a top five guy yeah. Yeah, pretty consistently exactly that right so so it's so tough it really is but it, it, like you said it does it does more like it's, that's a great point start at the top who's making the decisions i've had some questionable trades some questionable draft picks last several years maybe kind of <laughs> i think i think that kind of affects that as well right so a lot going on. We'll see if a change happens or so. But if, if something can, if, if it continues at this rate, their season, no turnaround whatsoever, something's got, you got to think something's got to happen, right? Because they have players. You, you, we talked about their offense. They shouldn't be a three and eight team at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as uncounted as a three and eight team is. Like this team. Russ has, has missed a, several games. Has a lot though. Of guys. Russ has yeah. missed several games and he's playing hurt. So maybe, maybe it just washed this year. I move on. We'll, we'll just and, see. Uh, but again, it's you, tough, man. You mentioned questionable trades. Uh, talking about Jamal Adams, which I feel like is kind of uh, included in that. Yeah, hundred percent. He now has his career high and picks in a season with two. Uh, ties mm. him on his career with uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Two picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they now both have uh, four career interceptions. And I don't know if you know this. About they traded Jason two first round picks. I don't know if you know this about Jason Beer Paul, but uh plays defensive end. Yeah, no, exactly. I know, got, I know, uh, I know what you're alluding to. I, I yeah, exactly that. Dude, it's two picks. I know. And you picked trade two first round picks for him. Like it doesn't and then what's his name? Who else they have that they're way overpaying? Um uh, uh Bobby <laughs> Wagner? Like yeah. Wagner, like that's way overpaid, man. Like the stuff like that. It's been it's been a lot of question marks here recently. The only consistent factor is a guy in Pete is a guy in Russ. But it's also like if you're watching him play, it, it does seem a little predictable. You know, there's For no sure. real, there's no flash out there. And I do look at play calling and or coaching. So I think something either you change. I, I don't know. Something's got to change, though. I, I do think that something does have to make a move. As, as far as you know, your game plan, how your offense is gonna run. Something's- yeah, I mean, something has to change, or else you're gonna continue to be a bad football team. Like that right now. <laughs> but Washington, on the other end, we're just talking about the team that that lost. On the other end, Washington, I think they've now won three straight games. The defense, despite Chase Young being out for the remainder of the season, more than likely. They've been almost, you know, heading in the right direction, kind of finding themselves defensively. Heineke's out there just playing adequate football he's not playing yeah. bad not playing great but he's he's doing it be playing good enough and he's like uh, one of the best guys i've seen at avoiding sacks no man dude like that dude's slippery in the pocket yeah i feel man. like he's he really always is. like rolling off like yeah the guy that you thought had him wrapped up and he's then, quick that, too he really is he's yeah. quick man really is. so I, i'm liking the taylor heineke show uh i'm not i'm not loving it too much because obviously nfc east they are in my my own division so 
I'm not going to, you know, overhype it, but it's definitely impressive. And it makes you kind of think like, Hey, this team, we were kind of bashing them a few weeks back, but it seems like they're about exactly where they were last year, which I don't know if it's a compliment or anything, but they haven't, I don't think dropped off as we all, you know, initially thought that they had, right. Just still a few pieces away. It seems like as, as some key positions to be fair, but a few positions away, a players away, maybe it being, you know, one of those better teams, especially in the NFC East, but even in the NFC, right? So we'll see. Uh, that was impressive. Not gonna, I'm not gonna overhype the Washington, the team with no name, though, at this point <laughs> in time. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. If you ask me to do that, uh, it's cool with you. Let's go to Sunday night. Uh, Ravens beat the Browns 16 to 10. Baltimore now the number one seed in the AFC. I think it's safe to say that we'll both agree on this right away. Neither, neither quarterback played well. Okay, no, ne- neither sure. neither like good. It was pretty rough as far as at the what was it? Whenever I feel like I was watching it, and there was about three interceptions in like seven plays. Dude, look at this. Ready, ready for these stats? Lamar, 165 yards, one touchdown, four picks. <laughs> okay, um, Baker, eight, uh, 18 of 37, 247. Just the one touchdown. Neither guy was efficient. We saw there's a uh, four total inter- all of them on by Lamar. To be fair, to, to give Baker some credit, did not throw a single interception in this game. Uh, but man, they stopped the run. Ravens were like, "Hey, we're gonna Baker. You're beating us with your arm, I and mean, we know you're banged up right now." They they stopped the run. 17 carries for only 40 yards by the number one pretty much all this year. When health, this is the number one rushing team in football. You know, yeah, for sure. And they had Kareem Hunt, and they. Had Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb, you know, like they had their two star guys back, and again, they combined for under 40 yards. Okay, so Ravens 43 carries, <laughs> so they ran, they ran the ball 43 times at about 150 yards. So clearly out, outrushed them. Um, not, not an exciting game, game though, <laughs> not an exciting game, but 16. 16- it was such a great slate of games, and then we had that game on Sunday night, and it was just you. I kind of thought it was going to be low scoring, running the ball. I that was kind of what I thought, but that was ugly, man. It was not, it was not entertaining whatsoever. Uh, let's, let's kind of just keep bouncing around. Okay. So Rams, they lost three straight now as well. We were talking about Seattle. Well, just a second ago, our Seattle's lost three straight Rams have now lost three straight as well. Uh, all three, I think we can agree all three. They had a cold start also with some turnovers pretty much in all three of these games. They cold start had turnovers early and they honestly, at least against the Titans and the 49ers, they mailed it in. They mailed it in and did not fight back. At least against the Packers, I did see a little fight in this team after after that happened. So I do want to give a little bit of credit from where we were bashing them before. But, man, what are you thinking? I know you called the Rams pretenders last week, so you know you might have been a week ahead on this stuff. But you learn anything from that Packers-Rams game? Yeah, I just feel like this team is not where we thought they would be. It's so anytime, weird, man. Anytime you start giving a team a uh, super team label, you want to get a little bit concerned. And it's almost like Odell Beckham isn't a real difference maker <laughs> since they haven't won since they got him. But he was supposed to be. I don't the, put it all on him. But he was supposed to be the piece that made them a real super That was, maker. yeah, people were perhaps overhyped. Especially, I think if Robert Woods never gets hurt, then maybe it's okay. You're adding you're adding that piece to an already you know elite ready. Even without Robert Woods, it's still a top offense. But still, him being there, I think was the biggest thing. But again, he got hurt like a day after, like two days after, or or, or whatever that was. But it's been disappointing for sure. Um, five touchdowns in the last three weeks for Stafford. Five touchdowns, 
five interceptions. Very yeah, average, yeah. you know, very bad, honestly. And what the Rams got him, but they traded a guy in Jared Goff they got to a Super Bowl with the guy. The, the reason they go and get Matthew Stafford is to be this big difference maker, so that when they play those other top elite quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, when they play, you know, some of the best off our defenses in the league, like the Packers have been this year, they have a difference maker, and he has not shown up in three of their biggest games this year. You know, so yeah, I mean, the Rams haven't looked good since they beat the Bucks in Week Three. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's been disappointing that that is their statement victory. That, that is their biggest win of the year for sure. Um, but, yeah, he, he hasn't shown up enough. Uh, for the Packers, though, obviously I was a guy who's been pretty down on the Packers. That was impressive. You know, it, it, overall, they have just been impressive overall. That was a huge win, 9-3, uh, and three, despite all the injuries and everything going on with the team. They've been consistent and, and pretty consistently good. Uh, so all, all I got to see now, though, Tanner, like I said before, like I said last week, just let me see this in the postseason. Just let me see you be this dominant, this good, consider your defense be this good. Let me see you win in the NFC title game when you have a great shot to do so. At least let me see you put up a fight. So that's all I had to see left from, from this Packer team, honestly. really is. Yeah, no, the Packers look really good. Um, another team I just kind of wanted to touch on here because before we get to our uh, power rankings, because I don't think either one of us will have this team in our uh, – no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But, uh, yeah. Are the Dolphins a playoff contender? Hey, I I never honestly bailed ship, I feel like. I never really felt like this team was bad. They were hurt, obviously. Tua was missing several weeks. The defense did have a few bad weeks, for sure, which happens to almost any defense out there. Okay, they have bad stretches, for sure. You see, Washington was, like, the number one defense in the league last year. Not much of change. They've been one of the league's worst this year, right? And now they're, they're finding themselves getting better and getting better, right? But that stuff can definitely happen to a defense. And, uh, yeah, man. For sure, though, I I I I definitely think Miami. I'm, they're not gonna, you know, win yeah, the division. Having a seven anything, seed but... just makes so many more teams possible playoff teams. We're this deep in the season, and I feel like I've only ruled like really only like four teams out of the playoffs. Yeah, man. For especially, sure. especially honestly, I would say especially in the AFC because it is a little, you know, a little deeper, but. Yeah, there are a lot of teams in both conferences that could definitely find their way. You know, both the seven seeds are pretty much wide open. Be in the playoff if you say it's wide open right now. It really is, and it is exciting to see. You know, who's going to take that? You know, those final, those last couple spots, especially the last uh, seventh spot. Um, but since we gotten out of the way, basically everything on Sunday. I know your Bucks got a nice win over the Coles, which was very nice. What, what you guys went up winning that one, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Correct, right? That was it. That was the end score, I believe, in that one. So nice victory overall. Back to back wins by your Bucks. Nice to see for sure. Yeah, and they're starting to get healthy and they're starting to play better. And we beat a team that was kind of rolling. And I've tried to tell people that the Bucks were gonna stop the run, and they did. Uh like it's hard to run on that team. Mm-hmm. And if you know, yeah. Uh, beat you with their arm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. It comes down to the quarterback to beat the Bucks, and if they can't do it, you can't beat them. Facts, man. That was it. They got they got a very nice win. We'll see. I think I think they are still in the hunt for that number one, the number one seed. Even though yeah, it's absolutely. gonna be tough, they're definitely still in the running. I think my Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm officially eliminated them from contention for that for that number one spot. But I think Tampa. Definitely still in the running for it. Tanner, though, let's go back to thir- or to uh, Thursday's game, games on Thanksgiving. 
I got to, as I said, kind of, I've been waiting, kind of taking my time, taking the Band-Aid off. We're here, though, now time to just rip it, uh, rip it clean off. The Cowboys have lost three out of their four, you know, three out of four, three out of their four last games. Uh, they, also, they lost to the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Obviously, you throw a win, uh, you know, they smacked Atlanta 43-3, to but that was what you would expect. So you throw a nice win, uh, an, an expected win over the Falcons in there, but they've lost three out of their four. At last four still though Tanner I'm still not hitting the panic button uh on my Cowboys injuries COVID have have hit this team pretty hard at this point in time right so Amari and CD uh, out questionable right Zeke hurt himself he's been he's been limping the past three weeks it feels like he's not been himself whatsoever there's uh, reports that say he's gonna rest on Thursday each and my fingers are crossed that he does. I've been begging, I've been begging the Cowboys to, to let this man take a little bit of a break, especially when you have a guy like Tony Pollard, you know, as your secondary back who can easily step in and take over for a game or two. So, so, so th- th- he could be a number one running back in a lot of places, Tony Pollard. So it's not bad to have, you know, your secondary guy step up or to have a guy like that be able to step up. And they're still missing their two best pass rushers in Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Uh, but good news on that front, Demarcus Lawrence should be playing for the first time since week one against the Saints on Thursday night. Not 100%, but he should be making or, or, or playing his second game of the season, which is very good news. So I'm not I'm not I'm not panicking about any 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 of that. Also, if you're saying Dak's the issue, or if you're you know bashing on Dak, I don't, I don't think you know what you're talking about because Dak is not the issue. He's actually the only reason that that game was close on Thursday. He was uh, 32 of 47, 375 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. They scored 14 in the fourth quarter to tie the game, including a, a, a must-have, you know, a game-tying drive. Then you go for two and you get it. Dak was huge during that drive. So it, it was, you know, Dak is, is is one of the only bright spots on this team at this point at this point in time. So he's not the issue. Uh, the secondary, though, Tanner, I think you kind of brought this up uh, last year, a couple weeks ago, how you still weren't buying into this defense. And I'll admit this, okay? This, the secondary is becoming, uh, is turning into a little bit of a liability, okay? Because even, even at the beginning of the season, right, they were letting up yards. They were letting up yards and they were letting up points. But what was the, you know, a big factor that didn't necessarily, or that, that almost uh, canceled out some of those yards and some of those points was the fact that they were able to get takeaways, Right, they were they were they were getting interceptions. They were you know uh, uh, getting some fumble recoveries, and they have not been doing that. You know, the last the last several weeks, they used to be first in the NFL in takeaways. Now they're sixth. Okay, so no 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 longer the team in that. I know still top ten, which is kind of what we were hoping that they would do, um, but not top five, not not number one, which, which they were obviously. So they're not getting the takeaways anymore. So now. You're letting up points and you're letting up yards and you have nothing to go against that. You're not taking the ball away, right? So it's turning into a bit of a liability. That is the biggest concern for me right now. Uh, but overall, the offense just needs to get healthy. Even defensively, though, they got to get Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory both back along with a guy like Micah Parsons. And then we'll see what this defense you know, truly looks like, what this defense is truly made of, right? So not panicking, but... You got to win that game on Thursday. Yeah, you got to beat the Raiders. You got to win that game, man. You get the ball in overtime as well. You start with the ball. Your offense is hot. You just drove down the field nearly 100 yards and scored a touchdown, went for two. And you go three and out. 
Then you go three and out, a bad drop by Noah Brown. I know it's their fourth guy out there playing wide receiver two, wide receiver three, but you still have to make that catch and and, and you got to win that game. So definitely, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give him a pass by any means, um, but that's kind of where, that's where we should be in Dallas, I think right now, you know? Yeah, this team obviously has some issues and they're obviously injured. And I think COVID hitting this team is, a bigger deal than what a lot of people are acting like. There's a lot of multiple coaches. Our, our backup left tackle usually plays right tackle. When when um when Smith when when Smith is playing, Steele will play right tackle. When Smith isn't playing, we move Steele over to left tackle. And now Steele, who like I said, backup left tackle, he's out with COVID. So I have no idea if something happens to Tyron Smith again. I got I got no clue who we're throwing at le- at left tackle. Right. So it is right, a- some guy I've never heard of. Exactly that. Exactly that. So stay tuned. Don't hit the panic button yet. Uh, but all they got to do, all they got to do is stay afloat in the NFC East, you know, continue to have a better record than the Washington football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. That is not too much to ask for from this Dallas Cowboy team. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not panicking on, on this Cowboys team as a playoff team, but. As a, uh, it's a bad time right now. It's a, it's a, not good right now, man. I don't know. I will see. I think they could get hot, could get healthy, but it's going to take a lot of things right. going in their favor. We're just going to have to see. Uh, Tanner, if it's cool with you, I think we should move on. Talk about picks of the week. Well, I think both of us having the two and two blues, the two and two curse back to back weeks, consecutive weeks. Tanner and I are just, yep. just just sitting in neutral, not not going anywhere, not going forward, not going back, which take as you want. Could be a good thing. Now, it's not certainly not a bad thing by any means. Uh, for me, it kind of is. Looks I'm 22, 25 and one. You're sitting there pretty with a the winning record, obviously. So you're a little a little bit better than me for sure. But yeah, I'm 22, 25 and one. 25, 22, and one, I think. 25, yeah, because you're just the opposite of me. You're 25, 22, and one. That's that's exactly it. So let's just jump right into it, though. Uh, Over, under, using the total points score, Tanner, what team, what teams are you looking at this week for your over? Uh, I decided to go with the Dolphins and the Giants at 41. As low. Yeah, the line is so low, and both these offenses can't score points at times. Uh, the Dolphins have been hot kind of lately. Uh, I think they're going to maybe have a defensive score in this game, help it out. Uh, a Danny Jones pick. Yeah, I can see yeah. it. I can see it. Two has been playing well, uh, kind of putting some points on the board. Jalen Waddell is exploding, looking like a uh, dark horse, uh, maybe a playoff. If you can if you can get this guy in fantasy still uh, – his playoff uh, re- uh, schedule, not bad. Uh, That's a good thought, Tanner. I might just look into that, my friend. I might yeah. just look into that. Yeah, he. Uh, so it's looking well for him, and he's kind of exploding. He's quickly gaining on all these other rookies and stats. And this team, I think he's going to beat the Giants kind of bad, but this Giants team is going to score – some and the line is just so low it's 41 it's so low but the giants did just only score seven i think it was i think it was just seven 13? against that was 13 against the yeah, eagles yeah, oh they, they beat the- they beat the eagles i mean I, I was on i was on the wrong side of that i was on the, i was on the total wrong side eagles only score six against the giants which has me feeling pretty good about the eagles as far as the cowboys go um 
that's not okay. They scored 13. You're gonna need a little more than that. Um, but and they are a uh, good defense. We'll see that, but the line is low at 41. And I understand just taking that because it's so low. Yeah, it's so, mostly just because it's so low. Yeah, I I, I get that 100. percent Uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots and the Bills for my over. The line is at 43 and a half. Okay, so four, I need 44 points. People are thinking this is gonna be a bit of a defensive showcase, you know, or a defensive driven matchup. But I'm kind of expecting the opposite, you know. These are two top 10 as far as point per game teams in the NFL. They're both in the top 10. Buffalo at 29. Patriots right behind them at 28 points per game. And same for the Patriots. Top 10 in points per game and they're number one as far as defense goes. I think they only allow 15 points per game at this point in time, right? So that that's kind of crazy to, to throw that stat out there. But these two teams have been averaging nearly 30 points per game uh, and in, in their last three both teams are averaging over 30 points per game, right? So I think this kind of continues. I could be wrong. People are expecting it to be low scoring. But from my experience, when you're expecting a low scoring or you're expecting this big shootout, half the time it ends up being the exact opposite. So I'm kind of hoping that's that's, that's going to be the case right here, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It'll be three and a half, too. Like, Yeah, this, this is going to be a great game. I can't. You got to go. You got to be there, man. You got to be there. <laughs> I, I really am thinking about going to this game. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's going to be intense. It's Patriots, Bills. Bills fans hate the Patriots, and they thought they were going to walk through this division this year. And Is this for number one in the division? Like, if the Bills yeah. win, could they be number one then? Okay. Yeah. That, this is huge. <laughs> this is yeah. huge. Yeah, and this, and this team's coming into Buffalo, and they're hot, and I feel like they're – They are they, two top defenses, though. They are two top yeah. defense, so we could very well see. Well, we did just going. see the Bills get exposed against the Colts two weeks ago, a team that likes to run the ball. And what do the Patriots like to do? Run the ball. So we'll see. I think it's going to hit at least 44. I'm feeling pretty good about that one. What about your under? What, what are you looking at as far as under the point spread or point oh, total? For, for under, I decided to go Cowboys-Saints. Uh, went Back-to-back back weeks, you've gone Cowboys. And I didn't uh, hit last week, but mostly mostly because of the COVID issues on this team. Uh, teams haven't really performed well without a coach uh, due to COVID, and that's how they're going to be this year. I mean, this week they're going to have no Mike McCarthy. Right. And I think that's going to be huge. And they have so many other issues with injuries and other COVID guys. And the Saints team offensively stinks out loud. They – have guys who knows if Camaro's even going to play yeah Alvin Kamara not going to play Mark Ingram might not play guys you've never heard of at receiver Taysom Hill starting this week instead of Trevor Simeon might generate something it definitely can't hurt this offense from where it's at so yeah yeah but yeah I just can't see these two teams going to 47 and a half um this I feel like this is a lot it is a bit, but I think if Dallas if Dallas gets Amari Cooper and CD Lamb, CD is going to play, I believe. If they get Amari back though, as well as CD and Tyron Smith plays, I think they could score thirty five points. I really do. I, I think that's very. I think they are almost they due for an offensive output. They might but, not. But no, one hundred percent. But again, we were talking about Mike McCarthy. Let me ask this question, okay? And me as a Cowboy fan, I don't, I don't even know if I have the answer to it. What does Mike McC- what does Mike McCarthy do on the sidelines? What does he do? <laughs> I'm being real. I watch every single game. Not much. Not 
much. But one thing in his credit, we have been ready to play for the majority of this, yeah. which is which is which is which is building up to the game. But on the sideline, okay, he's not calling we can't plays be there for the other stuff either. Like throughout the week, they got Zoom. <laughs> they got that's Zoom. You know that's not the same. <laughs> Casey, you know, if, if you've taken online classes. Ah, uh, okay. You're going to pull much, that online much, class you on me. No, nah, you're right. You I'm teaching myself, man. I'm teaching yeah. myself. Exactly that. Exactly that. But to be fair, to be fair, some teachers, what are they doing anyway? There's give even when you're in class, you're reading the PowerPoint that you get, you know, via email, and then you're taking notes, and then you got your quiz at the end. So I think this might be one of those scenarios. You could be right. I really don't know what to expect without McCarthy there. At least they have a guy like Dan Quinn. To step who's been a head coach before to yeah. fill that spot. So we'll have to see. Uh, definitely a question mark as far as what you know what we're going to be seeing on Thursday night. A little annoyed that we have back to back Thursday night games. I love, you know, at least having Sundays, you know, you get your full day and you get to watch your team play, obviously, right? So a little annoying that we got back to back Thursday night games. Under, though, right? We're going under. My under, I am looking at Washington. So Washington and Las Vegas, the Raiders are playing this weekend, and the line is at 49 and a half. 49 and a half. For two teams who can put up points at times, don't get me wrong, but that just seems a little high. Whenever I saw that, it was almost like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm taking that right away. Uh, Washington's defense continues to improve, find itself. They held the Bucks to only 19 points. The Seahawks just only scored 15 against them. I don't think this is going to be a shootout. So I'm going to go under 49 and a half. I don't think it gets to 50. Yeah, I definitely don't hate that. Uh, I don't really trust either one of these teams. Right? Right? So, like, yeah, this game could be high scoring, but it could also be – could also be uh, pretty low. <laughs> it could also be, like, an atrocious game to watch and just be – All defense, ugly. you know, all defense or – we'll see. I, I think but, it's not going to reach 50, though. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't. And with uh, Heineke and Carr, you're probably going to see some weird plays, would be my guess, at quarterback. We'll see what the Raiders can do. If they can go back-to-back -back and beat the NFC East and back-to-back -back games, good for them. We'll see if they can do it. You're trying to become NFC East, James? Hey, I don't want to play the AFC I think AFC West. I think that they, I think that's where they play, right? AFC West, as far as the uh, – yeah. I don't want to play them anymore. I'm done playing them. We lost all of our games uh, against the – Oh, fair enough. We did beat the Chargers. So, either way, though, I, I, I'm kind of done with it. I'm kind of done with it. Don't want to. Don't want to even talk about it anymore. That's my under. Let's go to favorite underdog, Tanner, using the point spread. Uh, what's your favorite this week? What's what's a team you think should definitely uh, be winning their matchup? Uh, I got Colts minus seven against Houston. I think it's a classic bounce back spot for Houston if they lost in a big emotional game. I mean, in Indy. Uh, it's, it's, Houston. In, it's in Houston. I don't care. No, but you uh, said for Houston. I'm like for Indy, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, they just beat uh, the Titans, didn't they? Texans? Yeah, two weeks Titans. ago. Oh, it was they two weeks did. ago. You're right, you're right, you're right. Lose to the Jets? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Zach Wilson got the dub. You're right. Yes, they did. Yeah, so this is the first uh, – I mean, so this is a bounce-back game for Indy. They just lost a big game against the Bucks. And they're only favored by a touchdown against a bad Houston team. I think they're going to go into Houston. T.Y. Hilton's going to torch Houston again because uh, that guy's always doing that. That's like death taxes and T.Y. Hilton killing the Texans. <laughs> Certainties right there. Certainties. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Colts are going to blow out the Texans. 
you're, you're either going to love my pick for my favorite or you're going to hate it. Uh, I'm picking your Bucks. Okay, so Ta- Tampa is playing uh, the Falcons. Okay, they're playing Atlanta. It's my they're minus eleven right now, minus eleven, which is pr- pretty big. Okay, that's a big number for sure. But look at what some of the other better teams in the NFL have done to this Atlanta Falcons team, even even as of recently. Dallas beat them forty three to three. Patriots just beat them 25 to zero. You played them, uh, you, you played them, I think, in week two. You played them in week two. You won that game 48 to 25. Um, so I'm thinking it's gonna be pretty similar. Tampa's getting healthy. They've scored 30 or more in their last two wins. I I think it's gonna be another dominating performance, and they're gonna get their third straight win in a row. Dominant. Is it in Atlanta or in Tampa? That's a phenomenal question. I don't give a crap. Tampa's winning that by 14. <laughs> I, I, I have not played well on the road. Where'd you play? Where'd you play them uh, in week two? Did you have back-to-back home games? Yeah, we play. You... We play them in Atlanta. Okay, so supposed to be home then. Oh, no, ooh, this week. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, week. okay, okay. Still, we still. Come on, you guys yeah. are winning that game by forty-eight to twenty, or sorry, forty-five to twenty-eight. Last time you played, I don't think it was a big game. And they and they don't have Calvin Ridley anymore. Um, I think I, I'm I'm dropping. Uh, I think I'm missing someone else too, but yeah, you guys are going to be just fine. You guys are going to be just fine. I'm not, and I think like I said, you're going to have a pretty dominant win. So, love it or right. hate it, that's it what it is. Looking like there's a good chance the Bucks will be getting uh, Antonio Brown back. Oh yeah, and Antonio Brown's back. Like, come on, possibly Carlton Davis, kind of up in the air, but that'd be our number one wide receiver. Oh, was- corner. Yeah, so they're him. all the way back then, perhaps. Right, so we're going to have to see, but. They're gonna they're gonna dominate in this in this in this matchup. At least I think they're going to. It is kind of a classic letdown spot for the Bucks, though. Oh, it is. It really is. Big game next week. Like it was. It's sandwiched between two big games against the Colts and the Bills. Obviously, you're kind of looking forward, or you're you're trying not to, but you're looking forward a little bit, you know. So, like I know we got the Bills next week. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure the players do too. That's in Tampa. Yeah. I was gonna say because you'd be going to it if it was in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like you'd be there. So I, I haven't heard anything like that. Right. So okay, that's that. Uh, let's move on to our last uh, pick before game of the week. Underdog. Okay, team that's not favored right now. Tanner, who who are you looking at for your underdog this week? I'm taking the Patriots at uh, two and a half. Yeah. The Bills. Bills. Yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Bills. I think this rush. Rushing attack is too good for this for the Bills team to handle. The they failed to stop the run against the Colts, and I think the Patriots run the ball better than the Colts as a whole. So I think they're going to struggle again. I think this Patriots team. What do they do well? They defend the pass. You can kind of run on this team. The Bills can't run the ball. Facts. uh, Facts. They like to pass the ball, and that's the Patriots don't let anyone do that. So. Besides yeah. Dak Prescott, who had over 400 yards for the first time ever against Bill Belichick, but yeah, but yeah, you know, no one, no one, no one does that though. But I meant like, no, I know, no, you know, I, I just wanted to flex on Dak real quick. You're good. I just need to throw that out there because not everyone knows that stat right there. Uh, but I, I was definitely, definitely uh, thinking about taking them. I ended up taking a big swing though. Okay, I could have went the safe route and went and went with the Patriots for sure, like Tanner did. Okay, okay. But I'm going with the Lions, Tanner. They are plus seven against Minnesota. Uh, Lions have lost by two 
three, and then they've tied in their last three games. So they've been neck and neck in all three games. Minnesota will be without Dalvin Cook. Okay, so I'm, I'm very interested. plays close game after close game after close game. Facts, dude. That's 100% facts. I, I honestly forgot they have been in some neck and neck, uh, you know, down to the wire ball games for sure. So both of these teams, kind of what they've been known for so far this year, don't know what they're going to look like without Dalvin Cook. I think the Lions, as they always do, they're going to play to the very end. I think it'll be within seven points. I think it'll be within seven points. So I'm going to take a swing and hope that that's, uh, that works out for me. <laughs> in Minnesota, Detroit. I'm I'm I honestly would almost think Detroit because seven doesn't seem like I don't know unless unless they're just that bad like Minnesota's just not that good and they're giving them a I don't it's know in Detroit oh it is Detroit okay cool cool sprinkle a little sprinkle a little on that money line yeah people out there if that's if that's uh, kind of your thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that one out for sure uh, game of the week though ten or last one before we take a break game of the week obviously Patriot Bills. Yeah, I think so. It's first place in the AFC uh, East, and it's two teams that I think the winner of this game comes out thinking they have Super Bowl aspirations, for sure. Huh? 100%. Uh, a lot of people will pick the team that wins this game to win the AFC. and I might. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I really might, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, these are two top dogs in the AFC, kind of jockeying for playoff seating, and – I think the Bills don't want to be a one-and-done as division champs, and they want to repeat, and the Patriots are saying, hey, like this is kind of our thing, and we're taking it back. There's a lot of talk, man. Like There was a lot of talk about Buffalo just, as you said, steamrolling their way through, easily being the number one. I think the Patriots were two and four at one point. People were, were, you know, were sending it in for New England and saying the Bills were clearly the favorite. I think the Bills were like just beat the Chiefs, you know, so they were all high. Now, I think the Patriots are just one, you know, one little nodge or, or you no know, spot ahead of, of where the Bills are right now. And this, this is a huge game. This, this is a huge game, and we could see a flip or even like, a, hey, they played a really close game. They're, you know, about dead. We're, we're just going to have to see. But, yeah, as you said, we're going to learn a lot of things from this game more than likely as far as what we're going to see going forward. So it's huge. It's huge. And like you said, first place in their division, this game comes down to two top uh, Super Bowl contending teams in the AFC perhaps. Got to be game of the week. In Buffalo, you know, for sure. It, it, it's got to be game of the week, you know. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, hoping I can make an appearance. I guess we'll uh, find Check out. Check out the Dude Sock and Sports page. Okay, go follow us to find out if Tanner's going to be there on Sunday or not. Maybe Who we'll knows, get a nice – Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, but Tanner. Some things going on around then. But. If it's cool with you, let's take a break. And then I think for the third time this year, we'll come back and do our NFL power rankings heading in to week 13. Sounds good. Great. Crazy, man. Can't believe we're this far. Keep it locked on, everyone. We'll be right back.
All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half, let's continue on discussing football. We'll start off with the NFL before we get to Tanner's college football, uh, of course. But this is the third time we've done power rankings so far this year. We try to do it every four weeks or so. Uh, it's been about a month since we did it last. Uh, Tanner, let's just kind of dive right in here, okay? So we'll go 10 through 1. Uh, who, in your mind at this point in time, what, going into week 13, who is the 10th best team in the NFL, we'll open with you. Uh, for number ten, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals, Bengals coming off a uh, just a dismantling of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they may have killed the Steelers. Like, I think the Steelers, they, yeah. Like the Steelers like <laughs> limped into that game, and then the Bengals just like took them behind the shed and just like put them down like old Yeller. Like, oh my gosh, dude! Like the Bengals are just they just dismantled the Steelers. Beat the in crap game, out of them, man. In this game, they were running it all over them. 150 Joe, yards for Mixon, yeah. I think. Yeah, and, and Joe Burrow didn't really have to pass. And when he did, he tore him up. Found and Tyler Bengals, Higgins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, T. Higgins. And the uh, Steelers. Oh, dude, dude, my bad, my bad, my bad. And the Steelers couldn't do anything on offense. Yeah, this, this Bengals seems looking good. I, they kind of had a – lost against the Browns that kind of made me worry but they've won two weeks yeah. in a row against two at least decent teams so I think they got to be in the top 10 for me they make a reappearance then right because they were in the top 10 not last time but I think mm-hmm. the time before that I think they made both of our lists so Cincinnati makes a reappearance uh the Bengals did not make the cut on my list sad to say um, I put the Rams at number 10 not with too much conviction, but still, I, looking at their roster, it's one of the most talented rosters in football. I know they've lost three straight games. I know they're one in four against teams with a winning record. All of those are very concerning stats. And I know they're linebackers. I know we say how great this defense is or how good it is. The, the linebacking core has almost proven to be a bit of a liability for this team. It seemed like you have the corner, the star corner, the star defensive lineman then, you know, I, I feel like there's not much in between there, right? And they're only averaging 18 points per game in their last three games. Not great, man, not great. But And, and, and then in those games, they're allowing 30 points per game. So this is kind of just me saying how <laughs> I'm not loving this, but looking at their roster, the players they have on there, I got I to gotta give them the, the nod because I think they're going to turn it around. I think they're too good to be this bad i do i think they're kind of in their slump right now and i think they're gonna get out of it and like i said they they did get punched in the mouth three straight losses but i saw more fight in the game against green bay than i did in the last two which is a little little bit of improvement i would say so i don't know they made the cut i'm not happy about it let's move on to number nine because how good they're out let's move on to number nine uh i have the titans i, I went tennessee at number nine they're eight and four uh, I know they've lost back-to-back games by a total of 23 points. Not great, but they've been without Derrick Henry, uh, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I'm missing, you know, those are three of the very best players on that roster, obviously the three best players offensively. The defense have kept them afloat, at least did keep them afloat at first. Uh, they still sit at number one in the AFC South, the eight and four. We'll kind of have to see what direction they go. Uh, it, it's a great time for a bye week for them. Great time for them to kind of refocus, regroup, and move on. Uh, but also mainly because of what we saw them do as, as soon as Derrick Henry went out. Uh, they, they make the cut here, and they beat the Rams. So I'm giving the Titans a slight nod there. So Rams at 10, Titans at uh, 
Titans at nine. What about you? Uh, I decided to go San Francisco at number time, number nine. What's their record right uh, now? Do you know? They they're six and five right now. Okay, so they have a winning so, record. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was so I, I was making sure. If playoffs started today, they would be the sixth seed in yeah. the NFC. Yeah. But yeah, this team is kind of starting to put some things together. They're starting to get healthy. They're healthier than a lot of teams, which is a rarity for San Francisco. And yeah, it is. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's taking care of the ball. And that's really, well. all you, that's really all you needed to do. Apparently, Debo Samuel is a top 10 wide receiver and a top five running back. Running back as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dual threat, man. Yeah, really they, they were just like, hey, this guy's really good at the ball. What if we just handed it to him? Gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that, dude. Good things seem to happen when we give it to that guy. And he's not only like a speed guy, he's just like, he's trucking dudes out there. Yeah, and man. I'm like, why? Like, were you this good at running back the whole time? And it's just Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's directing all these crazy runs. Elijah Mitchell looks like one of the steals of the draft. Yeah. And he's been good. Yeah. And the, the defense is starting to starting to play better. They've won what? Like four or five games, four of their last five games. Yeah, they're so, playing well. I thought they were going to lose this past week. Statement when they beat the Vikings, say, hey, you're not going to, you know, play play too close with us. We're the better team here. So, yeah, that, that was a very nice bit over Minnesota here recently. And and they play Seattle this week, who I think they're going to beat. I think they're going to beat that team as well. Yeah, exactly. So it could be like a 3-4 game winning streak for them right there, right? So, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Tennessee, again, I think those last two spots are really kind of up to up to people's, you know, personal opinions and how much how much you are on one team, how high you are, how low you are. But the, the next eight teams – that we're going to talk about, I think these eight teams have got to be on the list. You know, yeah. I think yeah, these last you know, you kind of can interchange those two, but these next eight, and I'll let you start. Who do you have at number eight, Tanner? Uh, I decided to go with the Dallas Cowboys at eight. They, uh, this team's injured and this team's beat up, but they're still super talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they yeah. have top players at really every position, and they were yeah. showing, and they were showing that before these injuries started to kick in. So, I mean, they were a tough team to rank. Like right They were now, really hard. Like, to they, like, this was like, toughest one for me, honestly. Because, like, right now, with the guys they have playing, they're not a top-10 team. Yeah, they're but, honestly not just from what they are now, but yeah, from what you've seen, but, right? And But you're going to have to balance that with where these get, where they're so close to being, and they're so close to bringing back these star players that – when they come in, they're difference probably makers, a top, man. They're probably a top six team, you know. Yeah. So where do you find the balance? So I decided number eight was kind of that balance number for me. Well, I uh, I like how you did your math. I did mine the exact same way it seems, and I got I got Dallas number eight too. I don't love putting them there, but I feel like I gotta be a little realistic with this team. They're seven and four. Uh, you said it, missing a large part of the team, a lot of their skilled players on both sides of the ball, Amari, CD, Zeke, Tyron Smith, Randy Gregory, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, now Steele, a uh, backup, uh, Terrence Steele, backup left tackle. He's, he's, he's out with COVID. Uh, Mike McCarthy, obviously, is going to be out with COVID this week, right? They lost three out of their last four games. I'm not going to say, you know, I think the sky has fallen, but I'm also not going to act like nothing is wrong. You know, you got to find that fine line. I feel like putting them at eighth, is like you said, kind of finding that fine balance. Uh, the defense has not been generating take uh, turnovers or takeaways as they were. They were number one through the first eight weeks, I believe, in takeaways. Now here we are in week 13. They're six. They're tied for six. So obviously dropped down quite a bit. on Still top 10, which is respectable, but they've dropped down quite a bit right there. 
Uh, based off their current play as well, based off the people they have on the field, what we've seen last several weeks, they make the cut. But as you said, it's it's really hard to kind of place this team. But eight feels like it's probably the best spot for them right now. So, yeah, Cowboys at eight. I like it. I like it. And then at seven for me was another team that I felt was pretty hard to place, and that's the uh, Buffalo Bills. Ah, they've, kind of had, they've kind of been going up and down, up and down. Kind of all season, they were off to such a hot start at the beginning of the season, beating the Chiefs. It's been a roller coaster, they, though. Yeah, it really has. Lost to teams like the Jaguars, you know. And at times they've looked dominant against bad teams, and times yeah. they've looked bad against good teams, but they've also looked good against good teams and good against bad teams. It's so, been a freaking roller coaster, man. It really so has. I really don't know what to expect from this Bills team. Still, this is a team I still feel like I don't know that much about, and. I still I, feel like they're but, but pretty they're, good. Yeah, but they're know? one of the teams in the AFC that I still think has I a question shot. Marks about, yeah, I definitely think they have a shot. So yeah. I feel like they have to be at least seventh, you know, and if not higher. But I've seen this team lose to the Jaguars, and I kind of can't put any team I've seen lose to the Jaguars in recent <laughs> memory above yeah. number seven. I scored six points against them. I mean – yeah, that's pretty terrible, <laughs> you know. That, that's that's pretty low. So I, I like it. I think them at seven. I went the Chiefs at seven. Okay, just 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 because I think them and, and the Bills are neck and neck with each other. I think they're both rather similar as far as where they stand in the AFC in my in my point of view. Uh, Chiefs are seven and four. They've won four straight games. Give them some credit. They've won four straight games. Uh, they haven't allowed an opposing team to score more than twenty points in all four of the games that they've won. Uh, they're averaging 10 points per game as far as opponents' points per game in their last three. I also don't want to overhype who they've beaten. You know, obviously, they, they beat a Giants team, a pretty sorry Giants team, I want to say. They beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Cowboys without all their star players, seemingly. Uh, but you got to still give credit. They beat who was in front of them. It's been four straight. Still have some concerns on their offense, which is a which is barely a top 10 offense as far, as far as points per game go. And they're outside of the top 15 as far as rushing goes too. So the numbers don't all add up to saying it, this is an elite offense, which it hasn't been this year, but the defense has been stepping up and I got to give them some credit. So they're at seven, but I put the bills at six because I'm a little bit higher on the bills than I am the chief. So I just kind of flip flop that. I, I put Buffalo at, at six. Okay. I put the Ravens at six. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a team that really all they've done is win in this season. They've won so one many in the four- AFC. Yeah, number one seed in the AFC, and they have won a bunch of really close games, though, when you look at it. So is this a team you trust in a close game scenario? Yes. But I to be a top five team for me, like you got to win a little more convincingly. How many convincing wins do they have this year where they – took care of business from start to finish played a complete game not one? too many man yeah one? maybe when they, when they when they beat the chargers that's probably the most convincing like win I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking i'm looking i'm looking at their they still have some nice wins out there though they've beaten some yeah. good teams yeah they've like beat they some have. Really good teams but they're all like super close games yeah like they beat the chiefs in a one-point game they beat the Colts let me say this though let me ask they me, the me ask in overtime Okay. Would you rather have your team all season long just blowing teams out, blowing teams out, then it gets to the postseason? 
you have a close, close fought game, and you don't know how your team's going to react. At least with at least with Baltimore, we know these close, gritty games goes right down to the wire. They're going to be in it till that last minute. So I, 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 see, I, I see some positive. I, yeah, it's not all negative, but I see your point too. They don't have too many of those huge convincing wins like a lot of those other top teams do. Yeah. You know, so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so I kind of have that like – trio of AFC teams that I really didn't know which way to rank them being the uh, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs. So Yeah, like I said, though, I want Bills at six. Uh, you, you said it earlier, they've been super inconsistent, but but to, to sing their praises for a minute, they're second in points, despite all, all the issues, okay, the ups and downs, they're still second in points per game at 29, 29.6, nearly 30 points per game they're scoring on average, and they're second in opponent points per game. They're holding teams to about 16 points per, you know? So, and, and they're nearly, they're 11th in rushing, even though it doesn't feel like it. They're seventh in passing. They're second in takeaways. I like them better than KC. I don't think there's a huge gap. I think they're about on the same level at this point in time. Um, but I, I feel like we, we do forget, hey, they're still second in points or second in allowing points. And this has been a pretty good team this year. So I put that, I got them at six ahead of KC. Uh, what about at number five? Heading into the top five. Who do you think makes that top five? No, five out of the Chiefs. Ah, um, go ahead, explain yourself. Yeah, I mean, this team's kind of starting to. <laughs> Get it all together. They're coming off a bye, so that's big. They're gonna win this week. They're yeah, I feel, this week. I feel like they're gonna be. They're starting to get healthy, you know, like and coming off a bye, late bye. Like you have Andy Reid, and you had some momentum going into that bye. Yeah, Andy Reid doesn't lose off a bye. They're gonna win this week. Build that momentum a little more. This It'll is be five that, straight. That, this is a team that's gonna be scary when they have when they start stringing wins together, which they're kind of starting. When they to do. can get their offense going, it's gonna be scary. Until that happens, I'm not saying they're scary though. Until I can see it consistently from that offense, which I have not seen at all this year. Until I see that, but you're you've always been higher on on KC than I have. So at least not not at the start of the season so much, but uh since since uh since it started you've, you've been a little higher than than I have. But, but they play Sunday night this week. So we'll against the Broncos, right? Yep. Good to see them in prime time. So I'm excited see to that see that looking exactly. So that we'll we'll see what they can do against that Denver defense. Um I went Ravens at five. Okay. They're eight and three. I know we could say, you know, what's the big convincing win, the big statement win. But looking at a lot of the close games, they've still beaten a lot of good teams. Despite the injury, despite some inconsistent, you know, our offensive performance, a bad defensive performance at times, they still find themselves at number one, okay, in the entire AFC. They're eight and three. Like, so, so they're far and, and, and they're far from 100%. We can both agree they're not playing their best ball right now. And they're still the one seed. Like I, I gotta put them in, in in the top five. I feel like you know. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just hard for me to put them above. And I like five. yeah, I get that. I get it. Just because the last game I saw them play, they, I mean, they won, but they looked bad. They didn't look great. But again, find a way to win. That is a big factor for me, at least. The defense. Also, we were talking about last week how inconsistent the defense is. It was a a good week last week, stopping that Cleveland. Uh, team, I think, uh, 40, 42 total rush yards, something like that. I think it was 40 total rush yards, right? So they stepped up, stopped Cleveland. They just need Lamar to get back on track. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get any players back from injury, but they need Lamar back on track. And this team is fine. I think they can compete with next to anybody in the AFC. So I'll put them in top five. All right. So 
moving on to, I'm sure we have the same top four teams. I would I think. Feel like but your four teams that have got to be who, here. Who do you have at number four? Yeah, I went with the Patriots at number so four. Okay, Patriots. They're eight and four. Uh, what they've won? Yeah, they've won six straight games. They're averaging thirty-five points a game in these six straight victories. Number mm-hmm. one defense. Number one defense in the league, Tanner. Number one defense, and they're averaging 35 points per game here recently. Uh, Second best in point differential. They're winning games on average by 10 points. Second best in the entire league. Best coach in the league. They got to be top five. I put them at four. Put them at four. Also also because they have a rookie quarterback and all the other guys that got ahead of them, I I give the nod to the offenses and just the quarterbacks that that are going to be ahead of them. But Yeah, I I think the teams that are ahead of them are just – more talented teams as a whole, but four with a rookie quarterback. That's nuts. A lot of people didn't have making the playoffs to start the season. I didn't. (laughs) I did not. Patriots did nothing but just succeed. And when is the last time they played a bad game against the Saints week three? Yeah, or the Dolphins. They didn't play good in week one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, those are their two bad games. Like they lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Cowboys in close games. Played great in those games. Yeah. And then have been just taking care of business ever since. So yeah, this they're top this, five. Yeah, this team's defense when you watch them is scary. They fly around. Matt Judon, Kyle Duggar, J.C. Jackson, all these guys just jump off the field when you watch them. And then they're versatile, the, man. They're they really are. They feel like they run an end around like every like three plays, some sort of reverse double pass to Jacoby Myers trying to hit some like Johnny Smith over the middle. Like, you know, like there's running crazy plays. Josh McDaniels is cooking some stuff up down there. Uh, We're seeing all that money they spent pay off, man. We really are, you know? Yeah, like this team spent money. It seems like it's in the right place. It's a good team. I feel like Patriots are the fourth best team in football right now. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. So they, they're at number four. Moving on to the top three teams in the NFL. I got the Packers at number three. Okay, I know people are saying they should be number one, number two. I understand that. Um, but look, just let me hype them up before I kind of tell you why they're third. So I know, I know despite all the injuries, they're still nine and three, playing some great ball. Aaron Rodgers playing so, just playing phenomenal, showing everyone why he is the training MVP, how – he, he very well should be in the running for it this year, despite all the, you know, the, the uh, bad, you know, talk about him or, or in that whole COVID situation. You know, I think he should definitely still be in the MVP conversation. The defense has been a top five defense so far this year, which I did not see coming. Uh, that game against the Rams going out there and beating, beating LA like that. It, it seemed like they were in control for the majority of the game, even though it ended up being like a one score game late. It felt like the Packers were in control for the majority of that game. So they're, they're a top three team, despite everything going on. Aaron Rodgers playing they're their top three, but they're 16th in points per game. They're 21st in rush yards per game. They're barely top 10 in passing. All those are good. Not great. So just looking at this team stats, what I've seen so far, I just don't see number one team in the league, but I definitely see top three right now for sure. I feel like it's hard to have a team that's the best team in football right now, and they lost two weeks ago to the Vikings. Like, fair. As- to be fair, you see all the injuries they haul. You know, there were a lot of guys yeah. not playing, and Aaron Rodgers still nearly won that game for him. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't look terrible in that game, but it's just hard to have a team number one whenever they – No, I'm cool with that. They're not number one. Yeah, like, no. Nah. Yeah, they uh... – but I mean, yeah, I mean the team's super good. They have done 
way better than either one of us predicted for the season. Oh, 100%. Number three, number three, I have Tampa Bay at number three right now. Oh, okay. Uh, until, until they can get really a little healthier, it's hard for me to put them above the Packers or the Cardinals, who I'm sure we both have in separate rankings, I'm sure. Yeah, but, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think I have the Bucks at number three. This team is, is down two left guards. We're on our number three left guard now. And we still don't have Antonio Brown back. When we get Antonio Brown back, they're number one, I think. Because this offense has a whole different dynamic when Antonio Brown is on the field. And the defense starting to put it together, starting to play well. Once, yeah. we, can get, once we can get Carlton Davis back and lock up on man-to-man coverage and start sending blitz routes without D Delaney and Pierre Desir in coverage, I think we'll be yeah perfectly fine moving forward. So you have you have the Bucks right at three. I, yeah, right now I have the Bucks at three just because they need to get a little healthier before they can be above that. Okay. I have the Bucks at number two. Okay, I think Tampa's the second best team in the league right now. As you said, they're not a hundred percent. They are very close. Okay, they, they, they're missing instead of like the long list of players that it was. Now it's just, you know, a, a select few that they're missing. So they're getting healthy. Two big ones, but yeah. Two big ones, but, you know, the list is, is, is shortening, which is a good thing. Uh, they've won back-to-back games after back-to-back losses. That's how you come back from that. So I, I, love, the, I love the answer to the back-to-back losses. They're number one, in, number one team in football as far as points per game go. They're scoring 31 points per game. Number one team as far as passing goes. They average over 300 yards per game passing. Top four, so they're, they're fourth in takeaways with 23. And, and it seems like when you're looking at the roster, right, especially when they're healthy, even now, though, when you're looking at the roster, they got players. You can say this with, you say, you say this with Dallas, too. They got players at every position almost. Yeah, every, players at every position even I would the greatest say, yes. player of all time. Exactly. And I would say every single position they have a player, the greatest player of all time, great offensive line, best roster in the NFL. I just can't put them ahead of Arizona at this point. Not quite yet, because what they're what they're doing, that's some of their two of their very best players. They're nine and two. They're nine and two and they have a better record. right? So I got to give Arizona not to spoil that or anything, but. Everyone knew at this point. Yeah, come on. You you know, (laughs) so so you you had the Packers at two then. Yeah, so I have the Packers at number two. Yeah. Uh, I think this seems slightly better than Tampa Bay right now. Uh, Do you? Do you, though? You Come on. You you know Tampa's better. Tampa's okay. a thousand percent better, dude. They, they missed Vontae. I, 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 he's I, throwing I, the ball, too. You guys miss Antonio Brown? He's still throwing the ball to two all-pro receivers. But, <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. They have beaten – the team that is the number one team on both of our power rankings. They're they the did. only team to do that they when they were healthy. Yeah. And they're one of their, what, three losses that Green Bay has? Three, yeah. They didn't have Aaron Rodgers. So, like, does that take that one out? We'll take that one out. So, yeah. they have two losses. Does that win count so do the Chiefs? So do the Cardinals. And uh, that's what I've been saying. That's what but, I've been saying so, this whole but, time, Tanner. But, but so do the Cardinals. And if this team beat the number one team, like how are they not above the Bucks? Who's the Bucks' best win? The Cowboys, week one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Cowboys, when healthy, are a top three team in football, though, which they were week one. So I, I gave a lot of respect for that win. And you guys didn't even play great, and you still got the dub. So, 
And you beat the Patriots, who we think is a top four team. Um, you guys, uh, I swear there's another decent victory. You beat the Colts. That's a nice win. Yeah, no, I mean, we have some nice wins, but not as any as, Those good are as good. the Packers. Okay, you haven't beat Arizona. You haven't beat Arizona. You haven't played well, Arizona. played Arizona. Exactly. So you can't – I'm not knocking you for not having that team on your schedule like the other ones did, you know. So I I, 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 I kind of see you're kind of – you know, it's your favorite team. You're not going to give them the nod, kind of giving them the underdog right now. I just don't want to seem like a homer too much. I, yeah, I see it. I see, I see what you're going on. But I get it. So, spoiler alert, Arizona is the best team in football. Same. I also have Arizona. They're, they're the they're the best team in football, man. They're number one in the AFC. Kyler's missed three games. Hopkins missed three games. It doesn't matter though. JJ Watt still winning out early in the season. They're top five in points, fourth in opposing points, top ten in rushing, top top ten in passing. They do everything well. I kind of think everything. This is a play. If Kyler Murray doesn't play a game this season, I still think they would be a playoff team with Colt McCoy the way they're playing right now. Like they're they're two it's and one with, with Colt McCoy. This team is so good right now. They beat they're the Titans it, and, and they're doing it on both sides of the ball. The defense is really good. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. I, I think I saw them or predicted them getting nine wins total, and they're nine and two. <laughs> okay, so I definitely a bit of a swing and a miss. I think I had nine, maybe ten, but I did I did not have over nine to ten wins for this team and. uh Talking about statement wins, they beat, they beat the Titans, the Rams, the 49ers, the Browns. Yeah, they have good wins, and they're Ooh. they have the best record. Ooh. And they have been missing their best player for three straight games. He was the MVP, too. When he was playing, he was the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I don't yeah, so, know. Like this team that managed to beat teams without their MVP is getting an MVP back. How are they not number one? Yeah, I saw most. I saw like ESPN and NFL Network had the Packers number one. Dude, I know the I know the Packers beat them, which which is a, like you said is a, is a very good win. But a, I just I, I definitely think Arizona is better than I mean, the Packers. You, you saw you saw them. Um, you saw uh, with, with the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, you saw that they scored seven points and lost to the Chiefs. I, uh, in my opinion, the sorry Chiefs, especially at that point in time, that was like three four three weeks ago. Look at this! What this team is doing? They're going out there and they're winning games, as you said, with Colt McCoy. I'm impressed, and I think it's it's undoubtedly, you know, undoubt, hundred percent. In in uh, what's the word? Uh, Steph Curry got it when he won the unanimous, unanimous. They're the number one team. Right I now. I do believe though. If correct me if you know I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure every team we've had ranked number one has lost that week. I had the Cowboys. They lost the next week. Um, we pretty did, sure every team we've had the Rams played. lost the next week. Um, I think we may have had the Cardinals the week before they lost we had the, the Cardinals week before they lost the Packers. Yes, yeah, we did. that's that's the other three. So we have our own curse, yeah. <laughs> we have our own so like the whole Peyton Eli thing. thing, yeah. You know, that's this is our own thing. If we rank you number one, you're probably gonna lose the next week. So, who are they, who are they playing this week? Do they? Who are they playing? Do you know? I'm not 100% uh, sure. I'm Maybe not sure off, off the top of my head. head. I'm trying to think. Okay, um, Arizona, they, they just came off a bye, didn't they? Yeah. They just came off a bye, so they're definitely playing this week. Either way, dude, this is it, – it, it's really hard not to uh, just sing their praises. Not, they, they haven't done the Bears. Any, oh, my gosh, that's it. They're going to stomp the Bears. <laughs> like It's not even going to be close. So they should be 10-2 and two after this week. 
clearly the front runner, despite not having their best player for the number one seed in the NFC. That's kind of scary. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I, I, it's really looking like this team's going to end up getting the one seed. Which is super disappointing because, you know, other teams like I your really, Bucks, like my Cowboys, really, yeah. they had so many. You, you are definitely still in the hunt. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mm. count Tampa out by any means. But Dallas had so many opportunities. You know, two games that they've lost now, three even. I think they should have won all three games that they lost. I know injuries and COVID. You know, they've played a huge factor. I still think they should have gone two and one at least in in, in those games, right? So super disappointing. Uh, but at least your team definitely, definitely still in the hunt. Uh, but. You guys, uh, the Packers in Arizona, it's a three-man race, and it's going to take some comeback. You know, it's going to take a little bit of comeback for, for you guys to uh, surpass both of them. So, we'll have to see. But, Bucks, you have the easiest pretty- schedule out of any one of them, though, I think, right? Yeah, we play the Bills, and that's like our last tough game. And then it's all W's from there. You know, practically should be, right? So, play the yeah. Panthers twice. Yeah. Uh, we play <laughs> okay. The Saints. Oh, you never know. In hopefully, you can bounce back. Yeah, hopefully, that's a bounce back game. You guys need to beat New Orleans, man. Like, come on, beat New Orleans. All right, I, I, we need to beat New Orleans this week. I'm about to drop. I'm not going to say that, but screw New Orleans, man. Screw New Orleans. We, we got to get the dub this week, just for both of our sake. Can't both be both our teams can't be dropping them to the sorry Saints, man. Like, come on. Yeah, that's. Not ideal. So you want to move on and talk some uh, college football here? Yes, Tanner. I uh, I know you've been containing yourself this long. Go ahead now. I give you the okay. All clear and out of here. As I say, it's about college football. Do your thing. You want to do a uh, playoff or coaching first? Oh, oh my God. I feel like the coaches were – let's start with the coaches just okay. because I, I feel like – that I feel like that had to be the biggest news, even in sports, the last several days. Go ahead and start, though. So, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley going to USC, and then uh, what's Brian? Brian, Kel- Brian Kelly. Kelly went to Brian LSU. Kelly. Yeah. So, what's the bigger move? What's the bigger move, in your opinion? Ooh. Uh, probably what's Lincoln the- Riley to USC is okay. a little bit bigger, but, I mean, Brian Kelly to LSU is huge. That's a guy moving from – a top seven job in college football, maybe top eight in to another top in, five in, in, Notre, <laughs> in Notre Dame to like what a top five yeah. program. That's crazy. So it's just guys moving from a huge program to huge program. And Brian Kelly did nothing but turn Notre Dame around. And he was good at Cincinnati before that. And I think he's going to be good at LSU, but now he's, now he's in there with the big dogs. He's in there with the right, the heart of the best recruiting in the nation. With and he's going to be competing against Alabama and A and M and Ole Miss and Florida and Clemson and just all these guys in the South. And if he can get his, I mean, if he can recruit like he did at Notre Dame with an easier recruiting, like it's definitely easier in LSU. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. Notre Dame has like reasons why people wouldn't want to go there. Like they, they're a religious school, and a lot of star athletes don't want to go. It's gonna to be cold like that. Don't want to go to school like that. It snows in South Bend. It's gonna be cold. And, <laughs> I mean, in LSU, uh, Baton Rouge is a pretty fun city. Baton Rouge uh, 
people love to go there. I mean, obviously, Coach O kind of partied his way out of there, it seems like. Yeah, so... Egon. That was quick, man. That was quick. One thing I don't understand is, like, they're playing a game one day, okay? And they might <laughs> they might even have they might even have more games to play. And it's like, nah, I'm going to go coach this team. You're going to have to finish the year, bro. I'm out of here. What? Yeah, Notre Dame has a what? chance to make the playoffs. I know. I saw your, your, your <laughs> team has a chance to make them. And you're, so I guess now he's just not the head coach a day later after coaching them? Yeah, what? I'm not really sure how that works. Imagine Does that they make any sense? And if they end up getting in and they don't even have Brian Kelly, but salt, straight salt yeah. right there. But I don't get that. I don't get that whatsoever. But, um, but I mean, LSU is slightly an upgrade. So if you're going to say at the college level, I feel like it's a good move for Brian Kelly. It does stink for Notre Dame because apparently no one in the organization knew he was going to leave. Dude, that guy had a press conference. Two weeks ago, not even maybe. I mean, that might be exaggerating. Within the last several weeks, this dude had a press conference, was asked about several openings around uh, around college football, and simply said, "I'm not going anywhere by my own by you know, with, by my own decision." Okay, if it's my choice, I'm staying right here. Two weeks later, his team still a chance to get into the playoff. He's gone. Dude's on a plane. He's not even in the town. Not even in the city anymore. So I, I don't like that. If I'm a player, that's one thing that would would you know upset me for sure that would that would definitely you know I, i'd be feeling the wrong the wrong type of way but again you can't blame a guy for going and taking a better opportunity though when it when it, yeah when, when, it, when it presents itself so i don't bang up on it too much it's not the best you know i don't love you saying i'm never leaving then you leave exactly two weeks later um but i understand it's a business right you want to play your cards the way you can and you want to go to the best place possible but tanner that this now leaves two open, uh, two open coach uh, vacancies, right? Um, Notre Dame and now uh, Oklahoma are now looking for ne- their next head coaches. Yeah, because Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, who's been the hottest name in coaching since he in college took, football, yeah, yeah, since he took over Oklahoma. Yeah, 100%. People wanted them to come to the NFL. People, Cowboys were hoping for it, man. Even yeah. I was, I was hoping for that. At one yeah, point people in time. Have always wanted them. Got at, Mike McCarthy, him, but him at their program. <laughs> And USC, who I do root for, they're my like West Coast team, and I they're probably my favorite like classic team. They go out and they get the the big name, and I think Lincoln Riley is going to succeed in LA. I think he's going to be able to recruit and bring back the powerhouse yeah. recruiting that LA had whenever they had yeah. Pete Carroll. I think this is the best move USC could possibly make, and the best move they've made in a long time. Was spend the money, go get Lincoln Riley, go get the name that's going to be able to kind of fix this team or fix this team up they, like they need. And the move from Oklahoma to USC is a definite, definite upgrade. Oklahoma's still a great job, but it's not as good as USC. I saw and, the schedule he's going to have next year in comparison to the schedule he played this year, and it's just like that dude's set up for his first season, even, even in his first year to have some success, it seems like, you know? Yeah. And USC has a lot of talents like that's coming back. And why would those guys not want to play with Lincoln Riley's offense? They've created Heisman finalists after Heisman finalists after Heisman. Two number one overall picks. Yeah. Like this guy, (laughs) you know, this Yeah. And Hollywood Brown and CD lamb. And just like this, this goes on. Why, why would you not want to go play offense for Lincoln Riley and USC? Because one, you get to live it up in LA. Two, yeah, that's good enough. You get to play in an offense that's going to showcase your talents and let you. 
go to the NFL. Like, I think they're going to succeed a lot with Lincoln Riley. Like, I, I, I don't know USC too much is, about USC it, but... is kind of back. And Oklahoma is now the best job in the nation for somebody. Oklahoma's better than um, Notre Dame, oh. you think, or what? Ooh, I don't know. No, I was going to say. I mean, I they're close. Uh, I feel like they're in, like, the same tier, too. Just classic teams, and both guys are probably going to – I mean, both teams are probably going to hire big names, I would assume. I think we're going to be seeing some NFL former guys coming down. Like, I, I, I'm not sure really what to know. expect from for those spots, you know? I really don't know. It's going to be – definitely going to be an interesting college football offseason. All right, so those are the coaches. That's all. That's all that went down the last couple of days. It was kind of crazy though. Happened back to yeah, back yeah. to back. Yeah, because no know? one, no one saw it coming. <laughs> no, dude, he's out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, Lincoln Riley's going to USC. Then oh my gosh, leaving Notre Dame, going to LSU. It, it definitely was just like domino effect. You yeah, know, I was like, like is this a Mad Lib? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a little surprising. Uh, but let's talk about the playoff though, because uh, a, a few different teams, but it's narrowed down to probably like what. Seven teams you think that could make the playoff? What do you think? Yeah, so kind of just I think it makes the most sense to just run through it by team. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Georgia is the number one team in the nation. Uh, they're pretty much locked up, even if they lose by 50, 60 to Alabama, which definitely won't happen. They're the best defense of the country. They're probably the best team in the country. And, I mean, they are right now. They're undefeated SEC and have NFL players riddled all over the field. Even if they lose big to Alabama, they're still going to be in the college football playoffs. So they're the so only they're, team. They're a lock. Yeah, they're the only team that's in right now. It doesn't really matter how they do in the SEC championship on Saturday. Okay. But Michigan, they play Alabama, though, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously they have a tough test. They play Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, who beat Ohio State for the first time in a long time, this. That was cool. That was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was cool. They jumped all the way up to number two. In the playoff, where were they before? I saw that five. they weren't. Oh, they were in the top five. Yeah. Okay, because I wasn't sure if they were top five or not. Okay, so they were fifth. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So they went from fifth to second, jumped Alabama and Cincinnati with a win. And yeah, I mean, as long as this team wins against Iowa, they're going to be in the college football playoff. They won the Big Ten, they won, they lost one game. Uh, Big Ten is a tough conference. They beat Ohio State, they beat bunch of other ranked teams and if they beat iowa that's another ranked team so as long as they take care of business against iowa they'll be in if they don't that's where the chaos could start in college football i let it begin that would be awesome though <laughs> that would be and, pretty cool and then moving to number three alabama, alabama they're in kind of a weird spot because they're in a win and get in circumstance if they lose to georgia and some crazy things would have to happen for them to make the playoff. As a two-loss team, a two-loss team has never made the playoff. Uh, I mean, would they oh, be wow. the best two-loss? Would they be the best two-loss team? Probably, but yeah, you you can't put a two-loss team in over a, a one-loss conference champ. So mm-hmm. Alabama is in a gotta, gotta beat Georgia. Then it, yeah, they gotta beat Georgia. They gotta beat the best team in the country. They gotta come out. In Atlanta, and beat Georgia, and then, but if the, they're not going to be favored in that game. And I don't know the last time Nick Saban was an underdog, but <laughs> nice point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, so that's going to be 
crazy. When's the last time Alabama football. missed? Do you know the last time Alabama missed the they've playoff? Never, they've never missed the playoff. They've never missed the playoff, and that's I'm at pretty, risk right now. I'm pretty positive. Why is that not a bigger deal than, than that right now? How is how is this not a bigger deal? If they've never missed the playoff, and they're one loss away for more than likely. Playing the best team in the country. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Holy crap. Yeah. And <laughs> so number four, Cincinnati, undefeated. They play number 21, Houston, this week in the American Conference Championship. Uh it would be a top 25 win for them. It would be their second best win on the season. Houston has one loss. And, yeah, it would be it would be a nice win for Cincinnati to add to their resume. But they're kind of in a tough spot because at number five behind them, Oklahoma State right. plays number nine, Baylor. If Oklahoma State wins, they would have back-to-back wins over top ten teams in the country. Big 12 champion. That's a power five conference over a group of five conference in Cincinnati, I really do think if Oklahoma State wins and Cincinnati doesn't win by 35 against Houston, I think they're going to jump Cincinnati in the rankings. So, so Cincinnati could find themselves getting kind of screwed and missing the playoffs. They, they could if Alabama wins and Oklahoma State wins. A lot of what-ifs this weekend, man. Yeah, so there's so many what-ifs going into this last week. Another team to kind of keep your eye on if some real chaos breaks out, like a, uh, let's say, Georgia wins, Michigan loses. Obviously, Alabama would lose if Georgia wins. Uh, Cincinnati loses. Notre Dame doesn't play. Uh, The team that would kind of be in a prime position to jump up a bunch of spots Notre Dame, not playing, who doesn't have a coach right now because they're the number six team in the country. Facts, facts. Crazy. And then, Don't know how it's possible, then, yeah. <laughs> and then if Baylor is the team that beats Oklahoma State, they would jump up and they would be close. But I think, yeah, I Baylor might have a real outside chance that they somehow blow out Oklahoma State and some cur- real, real craziness happens. But, yeah, those are the teams that kind of have a real chance to make the playoffs. I don't think there's any way Ohio State can make it. I don't think there's any way a Ole Miss could make it, which are the teams in between those teams. So, yeah, a there's lot a going lot. going on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, it, I mean, it's a great week. It's conference championship week. It's the best week in college football all year. You have the Pac-12 championship, which is two top 25 teams. The Pac- Big 12 championship, which is – two top 10 teams you have the sec championship which is two top three teams and then you have three other championship games that are matchup of three top or of two top 25 teams so it's just it's only really good teams playing against each other all week it's gonna be awesome yeah that's pretty exciting man even even i am a little intrigued as far as college football goes heading into the playoff even i think like man okay that's a nice story. A good story. I'm a sucker for a good story, right? So you, you can suck me in, and I'll be I'll be uh, paying that attention to this. So I, I'm excited for this a little bit myself. I I, I real quick though want to move on and talk a little bit about the NBA before we wrap up and, and 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 send things off here. There's not too much going on in basketball right now. Obviously, the the, uh, the Warriors and the Suns are currently playing while we record this podcast, so I'm not able three point game. Three-point game. Uh, is it in the third quarter or fourth quarter? Fourth quarter. How much time's left? 
538. Okay, so we're cutting it close. I can probably catch the end of this game. Either way, though, the Warriors and the Suns are currently facing off. Those are two of the best teams, not just in the Western Conference, but in the NBA as a whole. And, Tanner, these two teams are my prediction uh, for the Western Conference Finals matchup later on this year. I think these are, these are going to be the two final teams left in the Western Conference. Uh, also going on with the Warriors, Clay Thompson, 100% cleared for contact. He's down playing in the G League right now, you know, working on his conditioning, making sure his body's right playing five on five. Uh, the Timberwolves, Tanner, what I say earlier, they're going to be a, a, a playing tournament team. They are currently sixth in the Western Conference. The Timberwolves are at 11 and 10. Cat uh, is averaging 23, 9 and 3. Anthony Edwards, 22, 6 and 3. D'Angelo Russell, 19, 4 and 6. A bit of a big three going on right there. And to wrap things up in the NBA, Rumors going on as of the last last couple of days, the last 24 hours to 48 hours, rumors of, of a Kemba Walker, John Wall trade. Kemba is now out of the lineup uh, in New York, no longer playing in the rotation. He's averaging a career low in points, assists, and field goal percentage. And John Wall has yet to play a single game this season. However, the Rockets are saying, they, I think they've won three consecutive games. They, they don't understand paying $40 million to a guy who's just going to sit on the bench. So John, probably going to start playing for the Rockets. And it's possible we see a Kemba Walker, John Wall, revolved around something like that, a trade coming at some point this season. So that's kind of what's going on in basketball. Not too much, uh, but the biggest thing has got to be Warrior Suns. To, you know, they, they play again, again on Friday, so I'm, I'm going to be able to sit down and actually watch the game, hopefully on Friday. Uh, but two of the top teams in the, entire, in, the, in the entire NBA, and either one of these teams could find themselves representing the Western Conference. So this is a huge game. Though it's in November, huge game for sure. Yeah, for sure. And the uh, Milwaukee Bucks tied for the third seed. Already. Hey, come back, bro. Come back. It was injury. It yeah. was injury. As soon as they're 100%. Boom! You see, you, you see, you see where they are in the East already, right? So nothing to worry about for them. Uh, but at this point in time, I'm going to urge everyone to go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pond on Instagram, dudes talk, dudes underscore talking underscore pond. Subscribe, leave us a comment on whatever platform you are listening on. Again, happy holidays! We're getting closer and closer that we are we are officially in the holiday season, getting closer and closer to Christmas, right? So happy holidays. Uh, we're, we're wrapping up school and I, at least I am right now, you know, finals are coming, stuff like that, you know, so, you know, time to get down and you know, do your work. So good luck to everybody out there and stuff like that. But Tanner, I think that's it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Got to go watch those Warriors play. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you all for your continued support. We'll see you next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner Filed.
Tanner, you said you were upset, you know, for the season ending. Let's open it with you. What, what are your first thoughts? What are your thoughts now? We've got about a day now to think about it. It's not an interesting move. I don't know if their title changes in any way. I don't know if it makes the team any better. For sure, uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankees fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, Dude Talking underscore Pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can't out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.